Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. is built on the goodness of God, on the goodness of God. So we're glad you're here. We want to encourage you to cultivate a singular focus. That's what we're talking about. This is part two of our series called Only One Thing is Needed. Only One Thing is Needed. And this is part two of that series. And we are talking about that one thing that all of us need and really only that one thing is what all of us Mm -hmm, need. mm -hmm. And what is that? Well, we see it in Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. And it is to worship the one who made us. Mm -hmm. Wow. Worship? To worship the one who made us. That is the only thing we need to cultivate in our lives. Now, I understand that might sound foolish or that might sound uh, incomplete because there are a lot of things that our lives entail, right? There are a lot of, I mean, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm a pastor, I'm a songwriter, musician, a lot of things that I do, but the reality is there's only one thing that I need, and that is to worship the one who made me, and the same is true of you. So we find as we go on with Christ that he simplifies things. He causes us to see things his way, and boy, when you see things the way he sees things, weight, heaviness falls off. Hmm. And you discover that his yoke is light and easy. Hmm. And life becomes a life of freedom, a life of joy, a life of peace. And we want you to experience the freedom that only Christ can bring. So we went into Luke chapter 10 uh, in part one. And we encourage you to listen to part one again so you get a good foundation for where we're going today. But let's go back to Luke chapter 10. Okay, let's do it. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And we're going to start with Jesus and his disciples, all right? They're on uh, their way, and he comes to a village where a woman named Martha opens her home to him, okay? A woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary. And Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Verse 40. But Martha, Mary's sister, was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself. Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. 
you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. That's the title of our series. Jesus said it himself, only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Let's pray together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for this time together with this highway family. Thank you, Lord, for being attentive to us, for being aware of each little detail of our lives. Thank you, Lord, for accomplishing the things that concern us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for strengthening us today, for strengthening us during this time together with you and with each other. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for enabling us to see clearly who Christ is in our lives, what he's accomplished for us, and who we are in him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this is a powerful passage here. Excuse me. Sorry about that. I don't want to cough into my microphone. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay. Powerful passage here. This is real life. Okay. Remember, the Bible is real life. There are no fairy tales in the Bible. Okay. It is not um, a philosophical book written by a group of people that were made up stories to try and promote their religion. That's not what the Bible is. The Bible is real life accounts of a real life God interacting with real life people. Very important to understand that. You're a real life people. (laughs) I'm a real life people. You're a real life people. And we're interacting with a real life God. Isn't that awesome? I like real life. I need a real life God who knows where I live, who comes into my home and teaches me about himself. This is the God of the Bible, okay? So if you will uh, partner with this Highway Home Network, if you will plug in and and drink of the, the message that we share every week, you will discover that God is not far away, that God is a personal God. The Holy Spirit is a personal presence, that he is with you. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, he is living in you today, and he will never leave you. He will never forsake you because he's for you. Mm-hmm. Now, So here's Martha, Mary, Jesus, real-life people in a real-life situation. Martha invites Jesus into her real-life home. She opens her home door. Now, she didn't have to do that. Jesus didn't ask her to do that. She decided to do that because she wanted Jesus in her Mm -hmm, home. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And it's amazing, we talk about this quite a bit, but as you realize that God sent his son 
to bring us into a relationship with him. Christianity is no longer I have to. <laughs> it's changed into I want to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I'm, uh, I'm blessed to. I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah I'm mm-hmm. happy to. It's a privilege to. Right. Mm-hmm. It's an it's a honor to. Try to remember what happened. We were traveling recently. Someone said something to me, and I said, it's an honor to. It's an honor to do it. I don't remember exactly what they were. They said something complimenting me or in some way, and I just said, it's an honor to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. So, boy, that changes everything. And it's knowing it's this relationship with him that changes the way we perceive things. So we're not people walking around like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. Oh, boy, I better not break that commandment. Oh, God commanded me to do that. No, we're like, wow, this is amazing. God, you love me. You gave your son for me. And I have the privilege and the honor of walking with you, of, of inviting you into every area of my life. Thank you. That's right. Thank you for what you've done for me through your son. Thank you for loving me so much that you gave me your son. Thank you for uh, never failing me, for never turning your back on me, for, for being who you are, that you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you for loving me perfectly. Thank you for the privilege of, of me inviting you into my home and into every area of my life and into my marriage and into my family. Oh, it's, I'm happy to. You see that in uh, verse 40, I think, right here, the distinction. It says uh, in the New King James Version, it says Martha was distracted with much serving. Wow. I mean, it was, she was serving. Yeah. But it wasn't the pleased to, happy to um, attitude behind it. She was distracted by her Mm. serving. She, you know... The serving part was everything, and she missed the, I get to, I, I want to, I'm happy to. Right, she right. was distracted in all that she was doing. So it's not in the doing. You know, it's not in the doing. It's what's underlying the doing. It's the mm-hmm. attitude in the doing. Martha mm-hmm. demonstrated one That's of so distraction. Yeah. Uh, annoyed, worried, troubled by all this serving. Yeah. It's, so it's not the action. Nope. It, it really is the underlying attitude, attitude of yeah. worship. You said, Absolutely. you know, that worship is the one thing. Well, worship yeah. isn't singing a song necessarily. A worship isn't music. Mm-mm. Worship isn't um, a crowd singing at a concert. Worship is uh, stemming the from yep. the inattitude of the heart. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And this is special because we're we're simplifying in this series. We said during this series, um, you're going to learn that there's only one thing needed in your life, and that's to worship the one who made you, to cultivate this intimate relationship with him. And you'll find if you'll make that the primary focus of your life, everything else will begin to line up. Mm-hmm everything else will begin to fall into place. And Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6, 33. He said, seek first the Mm -hmm. kingdom of God Mm -hmm. and his righteousness, his way of doing and being. 
and everything else will be added to you. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage you to simplify your life, to simplify your perception of who you are, of what you've been called to do. And by simplify, I guess what I'm saying is to develop this singular focus that really our life is all about intimacy with him. Our life is about worshiping him and knowing him. And out of that will grow amazing things, amazing things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But what will happen sometimes is people will focus on the things that have grown out of that amazing relationship, Mm -hmm. but not understand the attitude that cultivated that relationship. Okay, mm-hmm. so really, this is a an opportunity, Luke ten thirty eight through forty two, to look at attitudes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's true, attitude determines our altitude. That's all it. the We've all heard the that. Yeah. yeah, attitude is really everything. How you see things, how, why you do what you do, is everything. It's the difference between being full of strength and peace and being worn out or being frustrated and upset. So uh, your attitude will put you in a position, will will give you a posture. And we see Mary's attitude was to know Christ, to worship him, to hear from him. I love what we uncovered last week, that the attitude of our hearts either shuts us off yeah. from the things of God or the attitude of our heart opens us up to receive the yeah. things. And on one true. hand, Martha was offended at yeah. Jesus and telling him he didn't care. Right, right. She, she wasn't able to receive anything from him. And Mary, on the other hand, was sitting at his feet ready to receive, aware of her need to yeah. receive. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. And so let's let's learn from this real life situation. That's what the Bible is for. So we can learn from real life situations. And oftentimes people will say experience is the best teacher. Uh, I disagree. Holy Spirit is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, we do learn from experience, yeah. but it doesn't have to be our own experience. You can learn from the experiences of others The Bible is a book full of experience. (laughs) That's exactly what this is. Uh, There are good experiences in the Bible. There are some very bad experiences in the Bible, okay? Some amazing, powerful uh, experiences in the Bible and some experiences we don't want to have in the Bible, right? Because the Bible is accounts of real people living real life on planet Earth. Now, in the Bible, we learn a lot about attitudes, don't we, right? Mm -hmm. You will see in the Bible good attitudes to cultivate. You'll see in the Bible bad attitudes that we don't want to cultivate, okay? So we want to learn from both of them, okay? So I don't have to go through something to learn from that experience. I can just take God at his word. I can let the Holy Spirit instruct me, and I can learn things just by believing in what he's written and what he said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So uh, we see that Martha became very upset because her sister was worshiping the Lord. <laughs> what was she doing? She was sitting at the Lord's feet and listening to him. Why would that make her upset? 
<laughs> she didn't agree. She felt there were things that needed to be done and her sister should be doing them. Don't let other people make you upset by criticizing the way you spend your time. All right? Prayer might be considered an absolute waste of time by people that you know. In fact, what did I just hear? A phrase like, all we can do is hope and pray. Mm. You ever heard that on a broadcast or news or somewhere? Well, all we can do now is hope and pray. What an what a ignorant thing to say. No, prayer is life unleashed. Prayer is fullness of joy. Prayer is clear answers. Prayer is divine direction. Prayer is resurrection power. Prayer is fellowship with the creator of heaven and earth. So um, don't let others' perceptions of how you live your life keep you from worshiping God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And boy, I've seen a lot in my life, sure. you know, from the time I first accepted Christ. I went to a church, I grew up in a church where there was a very strict liturgical service and we had to do things in a certain way. And I gave my life to Christ after I had left that church uh, years later and I began reading the Bible and I came to realize that Jesus uh, was very real and he was not uh, a statue or a window. And I began cultivating this relationship with him and I became highly criticized. The idea that I could know God on my own by believing what he's written in the scriptures, by, by have a, that I can have a personal relationship with Christ, that I can read the Bible and understand it, that was offensive right. to where I came from, right. very offensive. We were taught that you, you can't understand the Bible and you have to have the, the ministers teach you the Bible, right? right? Mm -hmm. You can't, don't read it, by, don't, don't read it on your own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And that's just ignorance, right? So here is Mary worshiping the Lord and Martha's criticizing mm -hmm. her for the way she's spending her time. Now, of course, we have an adversary, right? Mm -hmm. the, the enemy, he doesn't want you to spend time alone with Christ. And he'll criticize you for doing it. Say you could be using your time. You don't have time to, to get away and, and spend time with the Lord and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And what about this? And what about that? I want to encourage you to imitate Mary in this scripture, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to sit at the Lord's feet, to worship him, to listen to what he has to share with you. Hmm. Personal time with the Lord is my greatest asset. You can have everything else. If I have my personal time with him, I've got everything. And I want you to, to value your relationship with him above all else, okay? Your personal relationship with him, your private time with him, that is where your life is lived. That is where who you are comes alive. That is where your destiny is revealed and unfolded, okay? As you spend time with him, whatever age you may be, whether you're 13, uh, 72, 37, get some time, spend time alone with the Lord. You are not too busy. 
okay? You, you've got to make the time to get alone with him. And once you begin cultivating that, you will see, wow, how it affects everything you do. I'm thinking of um, the Maps app that we use. Yeah. Maybe you use a Maps app. And oftentimes you, you put in your destination, Pardon but me. maybe two or three different routes come up. Yeah. You know, that you can oh, choose from. That's good. Well, there's always the first one on the list is the fastest one, right? right? right. It may be more miles, but it's the fastest one. Mm. And I think when we can directly commune and fellowship with the Father by the Holy Spirit, it's like a fast pass or a bypass. Yes, it is. It's it's gonna you're gonna progress yes. more quickly to your destiny and to your future and to the places that you really are destined to go yeah. when you choose to spend time with the Father and uh, and get that direction straight from Him. The other way, as you said, some religions, some um, organizations want to tell you everything you need to do. And that's like the long way around. But, you know, going directly to the Father and getting instruction from Him directly will progress us into uh, the things He's destined for us much faster yeah, uh, than if we relied on someone else to give us instruction or yeah. exp- relied on experience. Like right, you said, right. we can bypass that. You know, there's the quick route, there's the highway, there's the, the route around the busyness. And this is what it is to spend time with yeah. Jesus. It's, it's not the busyness and the distraction of busyness. It's the route around all of that. Yeah. This is so cool. As here's a real life account of real life people and I'm thinking back to my life, you know, and I was just a, as a young man coming to know Christ, I started talking to him yeah. about 17 years old and I had no idea. And we're going back a few years right. now. I had no idea what my future was, what my destiny was. But there I am alone in my bedroom, you know, or alone wherever I was outside. 17, having no idea what direction I was going in life, but just I wanted to know him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You say, well, you should have been out doing this and, you know, making connections and networking and and doing all these things. I I was on the fast pass. I I was connected with the one who made me and he began directing my life in ways that I could have never networked or done anything to make happen. He will supernaturally see to it that you're in the right place at the right time with the right people. But it all comes from this posture of worship That's right. That's where right. you're, you're taking time, where you recognize that nothing is more important than spending time with him, being alone with him, and cultivating this intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just really feel impressed to encourage you in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there, you know, there I was alone in a room. Now, if you were to look at that outside from a worldly perspective, you'd say, well, that's ridiculous. You know, what are you, what are you accomplishing? What are you getting done? You're <laughs> wasting your time. No, actually quite the opposite. I'm making the most of my time mm-hmm. because I'm interacting with the one who made me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while you're spending that time with him, 
He's fixing things inside that need to be fixed. He's adjusting things that need to be adjusted. It's like going to, to, to have a, your automobile uh, maintenance and tuned up. Mm -hmm. You know, over time you use certain things and things need to be lubricated or adjusted or, or cleaned or uh, reconnected. And when you're spending time with him, all these things are happening inside of you. Yeah. And you know, if you just... Uh, keep keep going and going and going and not spending time with him sooner or later, you know, that 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 uh, need for a tune up is going to become really clear because you're going to be upset, worried, frustrated, wondering why things aren't working. Yeah. Well, and, that's uh, the that's the thing. This attitude of worship. Mary yeah. showed it. She understood. And we've said it over and over again, but she recognized her need for this input. Yeah. She recognized her need of receiving of the Lord. Yeah. Like you said, you can drive your car yeah. and never recognize. I mean, there are plenty of people out there who ruin their engines because they didn't know they had to change the oil or, yeah. or give oil right. to the engine. Right. There are plenty of those who didn't know what they needed. Yeah. But Mary uh, had a distinct awareness of her need of yeah. God's input, his uh, Jesus's words yeah. to her. And she was hanging on every word that he said. Yeah. And uh, that is such a picture. That is the attitude yeah. of worship, knowing that I need, I require mm. this input. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. So here's some indicators, you know, on the, the vehicles, right. now the newer vehicles, they have maintenance indicators, right. you know, lights that come you. on, yeah, they'll tell that's you. Helpful. <laughs> and that's, that's good. But what are some maintenance indicators in our lives? Well, we see two in verse 41, being worried, yeah, being upset, being frustrated. These are maintenance lights mm -hmm. saying you need, you need to trust in the Lord. You need to uh, get along with him. Right. So that he can strengthen you. Okay? Get this now, checked out. Absolutely. <laughs> Take it to the Lord. Lay it at his feet. Trust in him. Say, okay, Lord, here's all this stuff that I've man, been oh dealing with. Here's the things that I've been worried about that, I, that have been upsetting me. I lay these all at your feet. Come on. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm Go just ahead. thinking about, we said this last week, but you know how they hook up the car to the, the diagnostics and they oh. get a reading? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what Jesus did for Martha. Martha didn't That's even good. know what was the problem. All mm. She was experiencing the... The results, you know, the worry and... Welcome to Jiffy Lube. You just pulled in. Come on. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? We don't always know, and I'm say, speaking from my own experience, we don't always know why we're feeling so agitated. True. We don't have so to true. know. Yeah. And, and and you get into the presence of yeah. God, and it's and he'll diagnose. It's like hooking up to that diagnostics. Yeah. He said to Martha, uh, he said, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things mm, mm, mm. there he he diagnosed for her i can't tell you the number of times where things just mm, agitate i'm irritated and get that. into the presence of god and he shines the light on whatever it is yeah and he gives the information uh, it's so wonderful mm. to not have to I don't have to know everything about myself. He does. Yeah. And he can tell me, um, perform the diagnostics test. Yes. And he can give me the resolution. Yeah. He said there, you're, you are worried and troubled. 
and about many things, but one thing is needed. And he tells you, he tells you what you need. Mm, and, uh, and so I just want to encourage you today. Don't feel like you have to come to God knowing what you need or right. all, all Mary knew is I'm just going to be here. And whatever he says, I'm going to receive it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so wonderful to just not have to have everything all figured out. Yeah. Just come into his presence and with the attitude that I'm going to receive everything you have to say, Lord. Yeah. And when I hear what you say, uh, I, I'll just, I'm going to take it to myself. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to receive it. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to incorporate it into my life. Amen. Um, this is so good. This is this is so good. Um, I'm thinking of the um, diagnostics. You know, there are different codes that come up in the car. Right. You know, <laughs> so they'll. Uh, I don't have one of the tools, but you know, the, the, if I need to get a code analyzed, or what does this code mean? They have the diagnostic tool that'll tell you. And and boy, the Holy Spirit is in you yes. to reveal to you the things that you need. So kind. And to bring those things to you. And uh, so that's exactly it. We we don't really know what we need. I know we like to think we do, oh, yeah. but we need the Holy Spirit. We need Him. Only mm-hmm. one thing is needed, one and that's thing. to worship the one who made you and to, to let Him do the diagnostics. Let Him uh, strengthen you. Mm-hmm. Let Him show you the direction you need to go Amen. in life. And, uh, you know, each time that we gather, I'm listening you know, endeavoring to listen to the Holy Spirit as far as what he's emphasizing, I really do feel that emphasis encouraging you to spend time with him. Yep. And make that just a regular part of your life, okay? And I like, you know, to have my regular time. And then during the day, you know, we're, 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 we're walking with him all day. You know, we're fellowshipping with him all day. But I like to kind of steal away. Uh, oh, I got 15 minutes. Let me just also steal away with the Lord here. Let me just worship him a little while. Let me remind myself of, of what the time we had together that morning. Let me talk to him. Let me sing. Let me pray in the spirit. Let me meditate on that scripture. And boy, you get these little pockets of time during your day and evening in addition to that time you had, you know, to start your day or you can, it's don't turn it into a religion. It doesn't have to be at a certain time of day, but I like to, me personally, I like to, the first thing I like to be with him before my day gets rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to look at, I was hoping to get to it last, in part one last week. That's true. But I wanted to get to Isaiah 40. Because I'm telling you, the benefits of cultivating this singular focus of worshiping him and realizing that I don't need to think about a thousand things. I just need to focus on knowing him, walking with him, and he's gonna lead and direct me. He's going to guide me. He'll he'll let me know what needs to be done yes, when. He yes, he, he will. will. Oh, that's so good. He will. Mm-hmm. He'll let me know. And I, hey, I like organization. You know, I've got all kinds of systems that I've learned over the years of productivity and how to process information and how to make lists and spreadsheets and all of those things. But I found you can't beat just following the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your day-to-day life. Just let him lead and direct you as to what you should be doing. There are many times I felt pressure that I should be doing something. And I was getting stressed about it. I spent time with the Lord and I said, oh, I don't need to be doing that right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually don't need to be doing that right now. I, I, the Lord wants me to focus on this now. 
I was like, whoa, that's awesome. I would have never known that had I not get, got, gotten with the Lord, mm-hmm. spent time with him and let him shift my focus. Let him, make, let him uh, make me aware that what I was getting stressed about is not something I need to be focusing on right now. So mm-hmm. Isaiah 40 is a description of Mary's posture in Luke 10, 39. Okay, she was sitting at the Lord's feet listening to what he said, okay? In other words, her attention was on him. Her focus was on him. She was attentive to his needs, to his uh, word, to what he was saying. Now, Isaiah chapter 40 describes the benefits of this. And boy, is it powerful, okay? So you want to talk about the benefits of, of this singular focus on worshiping him. Well, we could talk for a lot of days about that, but let's go to Isaiah 40, 31. Uh, actually, let me let me go there right here. And this is my King James Bible here. Isaiah 40, verse 31. And uh, it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Let's read that again. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Now, let's start at the beginning of verse 31. They that wait upon the Lord is how the King James says it. And I think that's very good. What is that not saying? The word, the phrase wait upon, it, it's not like waiting for a bus to come. That is not what that, the context of this word. The context of this word is waiting upon as a waiter would wait upon you in a restaurant. In other words, someone who's aware of your needs and desires and is attentive to fulfill them, all right? So those that are waiting upon the Lord, that's what Mary was doing in Luke chapter 10. She was attentive to his desire. She was attentive to his needs. She was, what, what, is, what does Jesus have to say? I am attentive to the Lord. There are major benefits of that. It says they shall uh, they shall renew their strength. I've I've got into this in the Hebrew. It's so powerful. It literally means they will exchange their strength for His strength. So good. So good. They will gain a new type of strength. Mm. Ah, how by cultivating this singular focus realizing only one thing is needed. By, by, by putting ourselves in a posture of worship, sitting at the Lord's feet and listening to what he has to say, right? We will gain a new strength. We will exchange our strength for his strength. We will, we will receive divine strength. That's so good. I need it. Yes, yes, we do. I need divine strength. Yes, we do. My strength is not going to cut it. Nope. I don't care how many push-ups you can do. Your strength's not going to cut it. Right. 
You need divine strength to fulfill your destiny. That's right. So when you're spending time with the Lord, you're exchanging your strength for his strength. Wow. Hallelujah. I think earlier in uh, verse 28 of the same chapter, it says, "Have do you not know? Have you not heard? The, uh, the, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint. He does not grow weary. Verse 29 says, he gives strength to those who are weary. To those who lack might, he increases power. Mm-hmm. See, God wants to give to you Daily divine strength. Amen. Amen. He wants to give divine strength to you. He wants, he wants to be the strength of your life. So spending time with him enables us to receive that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It enables us to receive the strength that he's been wanting to give us all along. Right? Hmm. I love that. In fact, so many times I just felt like, whew, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. And, and we're not, you know, we're accessing, mm-hmm. you say it, divine. Yeah. Uh, divine um, provision mm-hmm. or a divine supply. Yes. This isn't, uh, what what we require is more than. Uh, just making sure we get eight to 10 hours of sleep, more than eight to 10 ounces of water. It, it's not on this plane where, you know, when it talks about renewing strength, it's no. not talking about uh, natural natural things. Oh, no. What we require oh, no. as, you know, this is again, acknowledging the spirit nature yeah. of who yeah. we are. We require a spiritual input, a spiritual yeah. uh, supply. supply. Yeah. That's exactly right. I thank yeah. you. Uh, so, so if we never give recognition to that by spending time with the Father, you can sleep eight to ten hours. You can drink all the water. You can yep. take all your good foods That's and right. vitamins. That's right. And That's right. Do all the exercising and still find yourself lacking. Yeah. Because we because we're not receiving a supply yeah. um, to the spirit nature of who we are. Yeah. That divine supply. So really. This is not talking about a natural, a natural strength. I just want to emphasize no. that again, because um, so much of the world is focused on natural, 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 right. natural, and miss altogether what's even possible. Because you said he gives power to yeah. the weak. He's wanting to give yeah. it, and uh, it's available to us when we put ourselves in a position to know we need it. Yeah. And to receive it from yeah. from the Father. And the world, you know, they're they're trying to find out the secret to wellness. Mm-hmm. Well, this is it. This is it. Worshiping the one who made That's you. That's right. And I'm not talking about religious tradition. I'm talking about everyday life, knowing him. And the world does their best to, you know, it's self um, what do they call it? Self-care right. and, and self-wellness is a huge field now. But you you can't care for yourself better than he can. No. And when you choose, we don't choose know what we need. You, we don't know. We, we, we really need. don't. Isn't don't. that funny? I, I love to remember that we don't know what we need, but he does. He does. He does. And listen, we don't know what to do. No. Nope. Either. <laughs> ah. 
I know. I'm not trying to. Just kidding. I'm talking about all of us. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but we really don't know what to do in life. We have to hear from him. I mean, we can, you know, we can do our research and try and figure things out on our own that our wisdom, our strength will always fall short mm -hmm. of God's destiny for our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And that's what I see here in Isaiah 40, yeah. all throughout the scriptures. Here's the maker of heaven and earth. And he said, here I am, here I am. And I have given you my divine supply. Would you let me in and yeah. receive it? Yeah. Would you open your heart to me and receive my divine strength? Receive my divine supply, my design, my divine provision for your life. And boy, I, you know, I'm being changed every day. I, I just re realizing more and more how good He is. Realizing more and more that that the world just really doesn't understand what life is all about. And and I think of all the advice I was given growing up about you've got to be this and you've got to do this in your life. You've got to have this in your life. You've got to reach this by a certain point. And I found there's a whole different way of living. It's by walking in relationship with the one who made you. And he will unfold a life for you that will thrill you, that will satisfy you, that will unearth the deepest gifts inside of you and uh, that, that, that no one else could do, you know. And it all comes from this singular focus of worshiping him. And uh, I, I know that sometimes we can get caught up in things that are spectacular, like a, a, a show um, or an event or a conference. And I'm not against any of those things, but I'm telling you, nothing will satisfy you more. Nothing will benefit you more. Nothing will do more for your personal well-being and health than spending time with him. Okay, so there's Mary. So yeah, I, I mean, I'll Go just ahead. I'll just say I just celebrated a birthday a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. and one of the things I noted about this past year was the prevalence of the direction of the Holy Spirit. Mm. I told my family, I said, wow. you know, in very personal things, um, matters of health, um, yeah. matters of family. Yeah. Matters of relocation, because yeah. we, we made a big move in our mm -hmm. family. Um, how valuable uh, the leading of the Spirit of God was to me mm -hmm. um, in this past year. Yeah. Um, to Because, yes, I can hear people on the outside saying what I need to do. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing more... Uh, staying, I guess, more certain, yeah. uh, more eternal, really, yeah. what doesn't change steadfast than hearing from the Lord yeah. on the things that concern you. Yeah. And um, so, so, so thankful for this uh, relationship that is available mm. to us, that Jesus has made available to us. Yeah. And uh, the Holy Spirit uh is available to us to receive what we need very specifically what we need to know in any yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. It is very specific how he'll speak to you. Very, very specific how he'll show you how much he loves you and how, how intimately he's involved in our lives. Yeah. Um, listen to the rest of this. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know, have you ever seen an eagle in flight? It's a majestic sight, right? 
they're above everything, flying and soaring, just uh, letting the currents of the wind carry them. And it's, it's a picture of us when we're waiting upon him. He lifts us up. He raises us up. And the wind of the Holy Spirit becomes the current right. that our wings are soaring on. Right? Let him do that with you. <laughs> and now this last statement here, it says, they shall run and not be weary. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been on a running routine, but I, I enjoy it now. There's a time in my life I didn't. Um, and I remember I used to, and I started running, I thought I was going to die, right? <laughs> but after a while, you, you enter into this different level. And, but the idea of running and not growing weary is divine. I don't care how many marathons you run, you get tired. But this is divine strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's supernatural mm -hmm, strength. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really want to pray mm -hmm. uh, for this highway family. I, we are to live with supernatural strength, God's strength. The best that man can do is to try and develop natural strength. Mm -hmm. But we're not natural people. You, we, we look for all natural. What about all spiritual? We're all spiritual people, right? The spirit, Jesus said, is the spirit that, that gives, gives life. life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit, spirit and they are life. I want to pray for you, Highway family. I want to pray for all of us that we learn to walk in divine strength that we let the Lord be our strength. Father, thank you mm -hmm. for this highway family. Thank you, Lord, for this network of people who are experiencing you where they live, who are growing in the knowledge of who you are, of what you've done for us, of who we are in you. Father, thank you. Lord, I pray that you would quicken us by your spirit. Teach us to walk in your strength to live with your strength, to walk in the life of God, to walk with you as our strength, as our life, as our joy, as our peace, to run and not grow weary, to walk and not be faint, to exchange our strength for your strength, to soar on wings like eagles, Lord, we choose what is better. Mm -hmm. Just as you said, Jesus, to Martha, that Mary chose what is better. We choose what is better. We choose to sit at your feet, to worship you, to listen to what you're saying, and to walk with you through our lives. And we are so thankful. Mm -hmm. And we are so glad about it, God. Mm -hmm. You are doing this. You are bringing this about in our lives. You are lifting us up. You are causing us to rise above the challenges that are before us and to soar on wings like eagles. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you mm -hmm. for that, Lord. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. In Jesus' God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness. 
who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.